Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu on the home of the Afropolitan. Right, let's start tonight's show looking at house prices in South Africa. Surprisingly, there's been a rebound in prices. The growth in house prices rose 1.4% year-on-year in July from 0.7% in June. Now, I say surprisingly because we're in a recession. This economy is very weak and unemployment is at a new record high. We've been in lockdown since March. We're in the middle of a pandemic. How are house prices actually increasing? We're seeing a strong rebound and we're actually seeing a bit of a recovery in market activity. And as we have been speaking um, about the property market in recent weeks, um, it really is a buyer's market. Um, So while prices have risen, more people have actually... um, have actually more space to buy now. Interest rates have come down. Um, It's become more affordable. Housing has become more affordable. And of course, it seems like demand is growing, especially in the residential space. So the residential property barometer report that came out this week um, showed that, you know, surprisingly, the pandemic would have had a more chilling and lingering impact on activity. Um, But... Uh, this seems to it seems to have opened up to a market that really wants to get um, into new housing and they're able to access it because um, you know there's a lot more um, listings on the market and of course interest rates have played a huge role interest rates um, have a huge impact on mortgages and mortgage applications have rebounded beyond levels seen before um, in South Africa. Um, seen, uh, you know, compared to last year, they almost double the amount in terms of applications. So a lo- it seems even though, you know, many of us are cash strapped, economically, we're really uncertain as to where we're going. The job market is really tricky at this time. People want to access this market and want to get in while they can. So this is really important. We're going to be talking to um, Sibamandla Mkonazi. He's an F&B senior economist, and he's going to be talking us through this. I'm not too sure if he's on the line. As you know, we are still... Um, doing our shows from home so we're not uh, in direct contact with the studio um let's just find out if we've got sipamandla on the line sipamandla very good evening to you are you there yes i'm here oh well done thank you very much for joining me this evening it's a pleasure so i was just explaining that you know it's 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 surprising that the market has rebounded so strongly what's your take and why are we seeing this? Right. Good evening, Ansamit, and good evening to you, listeners. Thanks for the opportunity. Um, I think a bit of context is, is going to be important. Um, mm-hmm. That Yes, we are seeing a rebound um, in house prices, but it's still a 1.4. Um, so it's still way below inflation. Um, 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 and in real prices, means prices are still, are still declining, but it is a rebound nonetheless. Now, what we have seen um, is that um, there was this unexpected rebound in activity. Um, I'm saying unexpected um, in terms of timing. Um, 
that we did expect that there was going to be pent-up demand, but we only expected it later in the year or early 2021 even when the impact of lower interest rates kick in and when the dust around um, this pandemic settles. Um, it mm. seems though that that demand came in earlier, much earlier than expected. And this pent-up demand in our view is reflective of a couple of issues. Um, the first one is that because the market has been closed uh, for a couple of months, um, so, 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 so the opening of the, the opening of the easing of the lockdown restrictions just opened up the market and then mm-hmm. people are just um, jumping in. That's the first part. Um, and some of those decisions would have been made prior to lockdown. But the second um, part related to the first one is that um, we are also seeing a number of first-time buyers who are, are participating in the property market now. And that is on the back of, if you remember, in, in, in February, there was an announcement that transfer duties for properties below a million rand would be exempted from, 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 from paying um, transfer duties. So a number of, of first-time buyers um, at that point then delayed their purchases and waited for this to kick in. And um, it was expected to kick in around April. And when it kicked in, but the market was closed. So part of the demand we are seeing now also relates to that. Another part is that... Um, with the very, very low interest rate, um, we are seeing a number of Eastern buyers again who um, who are front-loading their purchases. In other words, um, they would have bought a property but later in the year or next year, uh, but they are preferring to buy now while interest rates are very low and they're trying to fix mm-hmm. interest rates um, at lower levels. So a combination of, of all of those things. Um, another important part, though, is that uh, there appears to be um, early signs of behavioral shift. Um, particularly from um, from from um, older homeowners who are now moving away from um, what is considered uh, uh, crowded areas of, of, of Joburg, for example, um, Cape Town, um, and they are moving to what we call the second tier um, second tier cities like your Bloemfontein, like your um, like your PE, where mm-hmm. um, the perception is that um, those areas are a little bit more quiet. Um, you still get value for money, um, and they are looking for properties that would offer them additional characteristics, um, additional features such as a study, such as um, a, a a garden we've learned working um, during lockdown that you, pro- you still need to straight your legs even when you're working from home. So all of those things mm. um, are now um, are pushing up demand in, 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 in those areas. So a combination of all of that um, has supported um, this rebound in prices. So it's really just um, activity that, is re- that has rebounded much more stronger than initially anticipated. It does seem to feel like it's opened up that segment of the market, you know, um, those that have been wanting to buy for a long time, have been saving, have been planning, have been working towards it. And now that, you know, interest rates have come down so low, it's just opened up to this uh, segment in the market that they're getting in there. Because, you, you know, when you think about the fact that, you know, we are in, in such a depressed state, who thinks about taking up such a, a you know an enormous um, responsibility of taking out a bond because you know an, an average bond is twenty years? But it seems like the fact that interest rates have come down so low, um, here's an opportunity to get in, buy the property because you've been wanting it for so long, and also to fix the rate um, while you have this opportunity. 
100%. In other words, it's not necessary at this stage, it's not necessarily brand new demand. Uh, it's, those, mm. it's the, the demand that was already in the pipeline. So it's those buyers that are just waiting for something yeah. to happen in the market, either waiting for prices to decline or interest rates um, to, to, to decline before they before they could jump in. Um, and it, you raise an important point. Part of this um, is that part of the demand we are seeing right now is a bit more participation from um, the called the millennial. Um, and there has been, mm. that age group has been relatively despondent. Um, they've been despondent participants in, in the property market for quite some time. If you look at their, their share to property, their share to property transactions 20 years ago, this is the share um, of, 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 mm. of millennials um, um, to property transactions at the moment. It's declined by around five percentage points. So those um, that age group um, has been despondent in terms of participating in the market and with this low interest rate and decline in some segments, decline in prices in some segments, um, they are seeing it as uh, combined also with um, lower transfer duties, they are seeing it as, 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 a, as a fantastic opportunity for them to get mm-hmm. into the market. So yes, we are seeing a bit of that, um, but um, as, as, as I was saying earlier that it's not necessarily brand new demand that we yeah. are seeing at the moment. That's it. Afropolitans, if you've just joined us, I'm talking to Sipamandla Mkunazi, and he's a senior economist at FNB. And of course, we're talking about the slight rebound that we're seeing in property prices. Sipamandla, yes, we're seeing that demand coming through, and obviously many want to take advantage of the fact that interest rates are so low, it's a good time to buy. But what are we seeing from the financial institutions? I mean, we're seeing... Uh, mortgage applications rising, but we also know that our financial institutions in South Africa are quite conservative and, uh, you know, basically really reluctant. I mean, you, you've got to work really hard if you want um, if you want that facility, you know, you want that bond over the next 20 years. Are financial institutions meeting that demand? Right. That's an important question as well. Given what, um, given the uncertainty around um, the labor market, there's still a great deal of uncertainty of what it's likely to happen to, um, to, 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 to people's jobs. So there's still that insecurity about um, in, in, in the labor market. So naturally, lenders would turn relatively more um, averse in such, in such situations. So we are seeing a, 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 a rapid increase in the number of applications um, we are we are also seeing um, a number of applications for those 100% um, bonds. We haven't seen though, um, although it's, it's likely to come given what is happening in the labour market, we haven't seen um, that risk aversion coming through as yet. Uh, but given what is happening in the in the, in, in, in the labour market, it's likely that um, those lenders will lenders will tend slightly more. Um, risk averse, given those given those risks, but I think what is helping the, the what is helping the situation at the moment is that the quality of a buyer that is coming through right now uh, that is coming through mm-hmm. to apply right now is the, is the type of the buyer that would have gotten the loan in any case. So um, they would have maybe taken um, those precautionary steps. They, 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 they would have waited a bit more longer um, and stayed mm-hmm. for 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 um, for. Uh, for a deposit and stuff like that. So the quality of the of, of, of the potential buyer at the moment um, is still quite high, and therefore there isn't a reason for for the for lender at this stage to be risk averse. But given what is happening in the, in the labour market, it's likely that uh, that risk conversion is going to rise. 
it is probably going to be a little tougher to get uh, that loan approved. But what are we seeing in terms of um, the numbers coming through from the banks? I mean, are we seeing a lot more um, bonds being granted? Yes, applications at this moment haven't changed from the pre, mm-hmm. um, pre-lockdown levels. Um, and that's primarily because I think we haven't seen the worst in terms of um, mm. the labor market, as I explained earlier. Um, mm. LTVs as well, they stayed relatively constant looking at the data from the big office. Um, and, but again, even there, um, it's likely that um, LTVs are going to start um, going to start tricking down, but only in certain segments, in our view. Um, if you look at the lower segment, for example, we don't expect that um, prices are going to necessarily decline there. So, so, so there isn't much of a worry for the lower end of the market where um, there might actually be a bit of a, a worry in the higher end of the market where property values themselves are actually expected to decline. So as a, mm-hmm. as a, as a, as a, as a lender, you are facing two, um, two risks here. The, 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 the underlying asset might lose value and the buyer himself might lose their jobs in the near future. So there's just a bit of a risk, but in the lower mm-hmm. end of the market, it's bit averted that uh, property values are still high, uh, property values are still happening at better. This is the, you know, this is the big concern because of so much of uncertainty and because the labor market looks so bleak at this point, nobody knows whether they're going to hold on to their job two years from now or even six months from now. Um, you know, looking at the financial institutions who are already so conservative, it's, it's going to be tricky going forward. But Sipamandla, I mean, yes, you've mentioned that, you know, there's a, a, the younger professional coming into the market, younger people that haven't actually had property before starting to buy a property. Are we also seeing um, serious investors, people buying, you know, maybe a second property um, to rent out because, again, the interest rates are so low and it's a good opportunity to get into the market at this stage? Hundred percent, hundred percent. So yes, we are seeing uh, a bit of activity in the buy to net market as well, um, and part of it is um, not necessarily buying a second property to rent, um, but we, 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 with people, especially the older, um, older workers right now, moving away from um, the big cities to coastal areas. They are buying these properties in the coastal areas and in the, in the less crowded, um, in, in the less crowded cities to leave there and leave their properties behind to rent them out. So there is, um, there is a bit of that at the moment as well. In the lower end of the market, we are also seeing a bit of activity there, um, mainly coming from, um, what we would call middle to higher income households, which is buying in the lower end of the market for reasons to rent them out. So we are also seeing also, um, 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 by sellers who um, before COVID wanted to sell their properties because maybe they wanted to buy a bigger and a better property, um, but are now reassessing the decisions, thinking that maybe um, if the, uh, maybe it would uh, make more financial sense to refinance my property now and extend, use the savings to extend um, the properties that I am mm. living in. So, mm-hmm. so, so that thing is happening in the higher end of the market, and that is why we have seen a slight decline in the number of properties that are put up for sale, particularly the higher end of the market, coming from owners who are reassessing um, their, 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 their housing needs. Going forward, for those that are still sitting on the fence and thinking, you know, should I, shouldn't I, and, you know, I'm really concerned whether I'm going to, you know, take on a big bond and then 
Um, I, I may not have my job in the next, um, you know, six months to a year, whatever the case is, you still have many people sitting on the fence worried and not making that move. How long do we expect to see this trend? I mean, is there a possibility that we could see a decline again in, in property prices and the demand may wean off in the, in the next couple of months? Or are we likely to see it steadily rise? Right. So, um, given that there is still a great deal of uncertainty um, around, mm. particularly around the lasting impact of the pandemic, it's likely that uh, activity in the near future will again stop before it, it, it actually picks up. Um, so, 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 this um, this recovery that we are seeing now, which um, exhibits more like a V-shaped kind of a recovery, will likely become a W kind um, of, a, of of a recovery, and that's purely because um, we don't think that we have seen the worst in terms of this, uh, in terms of them. Um, of, 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 of the labor market. So, 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 if you are sitting on the fence and you are looking for opportunities to buy, it's not too late. Um, the, might, the market might turn um, again, turn down again, before it recovers with the rest of the economy. Okay. Well, we're going to have to leave it there. Um, thank you very much for your time uh, this evening. That was Sipa Mandla Mkunazi. He's the chief economist at uh, FNB. Thank you so much for taking us through that and explaining all of it um, so well. Of course, you know, it is tricky times, as we say. It's, you know, it's so uncertain. But I suppose the opportunity is there. If you have been looking for a house and you have been saving, get into the market. This is a good time. And there is, you know, the opportunity for you to uh, fix that uh, lower interest rate we may even get more um, rate cuts uh, in the next in the in the coming months but again you know the uncertainty remains but if you're certain you have a plan in place then you have a backup plan and of course there's so many other products that come with um, with buying a home you know credit insurance safeguarding your payments um, safeguarding you if you lose your job these are some things that you can put together when you're actually purchasing that home so good luck. My Money and Me with Sumitra Naidu every Tuesday from 8 to 9 p.m. Kaya FM, home of the Afropolitan. Rewinding, Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.